0: What is good, all of our
1: listeners and viewers, welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam.
2: And I'm Liz.
1: And we're trying out a new camera angle. Woo! Woo! We are here with episode 103, where we're talking about the Venn diagram of gamers and movie lovers with our special guest, Marcus Graves. But before we get there, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. So, um, if you're watching us on YouTube, Hi. How you doing? Um, yeah. So we decided like we want to talk to each other face to face. and now this is the first time we're actually filming it because yeah. now if you didn't have full-time jobs, I think we would I uh, really experiment with this more. Oh yeah. But we just didn't have time. And uh, we're seeing we have a monitor here. It says games and groceries. If yeah. you're um yeah, so it says games and groceries, and you'll see some little things popping up in the the monitor Mm -hmm. but um yeah what do you think of it so far
2: i like it i like the screen i think i think it gives them something to look at other than the two of
1: us true true (laughs) um yeah i i know it's not as engaging that we're not looking at the camera we might turn i don't know write in the comments down below how do you like this angle we also have camera two up there that, that you're gonna see um i
2: think if we just angle a little bit I think mm-hmm. it works because we're looking at the camera and I'm looking at you. I'm looking at the camera and I'm looking at you.
1: Yeah, so uh, get used to it because we're not changing again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not
2: to lie. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's just that this this room is, and I promise we're going to start pretty soon. It's just that this room is just not. It's not engaging. And this is the only room we can do the podcast. We oh, yeah. have discussed this many times. <laughs> many
2: times. At least once a month we discuss if we can move this anywhere else other than to another house. <laughs> yeah,
1: pretty much. Uh, we do with what we can. We're going to mess with it. We got new lights. Um, yeah. So uh, they're less in the way but so we'll see we'll see how this all works out we're going to experiment more and we just want to make it a more engaging Mm -hmm. watch for you we want to make sure that if we ask you subscribe to the channel that you know we earn it and not um um, pay for subscribers but (laughs) is what it is so um i think we should get started because our special guest is waiting on the line for us uh but before we get there if you haven't yet Follow us on the social medias. You should do that. Are you on social media? What you are? Maybe you should follow us. You can follow. Us, you can follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer.
2: And I'm at Journey First.
1: So you can follow us there, be friends with us there, and uh, harass us on Twitter.
2: Well, maybe not.
1: do not. Yeah, don't harass me. But we also have an Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. And you can check out um little memes here and there, some behind-the-scenes photos, and um questions I'll ask about uh, the podcast and uh, bring you into the discussion. Find us on Facebook. Just search for us on Facebook. There's nothing more to say there, but I do post on Facebook much more often now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely check out our other podcast, What's the Biz with Adam and Liz. Uh, There's a link down below for a Spotify link, but it's available on Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, all that jazz. And uh, definitely give us a rating on Podchaser. Podchaser, of course, is the best way to rate the podcast. Um, Really puts us up there in the rankings. And... um. Two last things. Website, gamesgroceries.com Check out the website. That's all I'm going to say for it. But we have an article coming up pretty soon from our writer friend, Mike. I still haven't gotten permission to say his last name, so I should ask him because I am in contact with him. But it is it is what it is.
2: It is what it is.
1: But if you haven't yet, subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so that you know when all of these uh, podcasts come out, as well as one last announcement because I just thought of it. Okay. So usually we do video essays on this YouTube channel. Yes. This is going to be the last video essay. For
2: at least for the foreseeable future.
1: Yes. We want to give you more content that we can do that we're proud of. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'll just say it. We like doing the skits of the video essays way more. So we want to do more skits. For the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. more comedy skits. And I, I came from a comedy skit YouTube channel, and then comedy skits died off, and then they're coming back again. So this is where I stand. Yeah. But the video essays, we enjoy the end product,
2: mm-hmm. but they
1: take so long to do. They do. That I don't want you to subscribe to the channel and just get podcast, 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 video, podcast, podcast. Yeah. So we're going to give you try to give you more content if you yeah. subscribe to the channel, even if you don't. Alright, I've talked enough. Let's just get started with our first segment, Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we saw in the past week, and we like to recommend it or we don't recommend it. Where do we watch these movies? Of course, we watch on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, not really in theaters at this point in time because of uh, reasons. And we like to recommend a movie or we don't recommend a movie. So... This week on Movie Minutes, we are talking about the movie Uncut Gems, Woo! starting Adam Sandler. Yeah. And other people. Yeah. And Kevin Gornett. Yeah. That was weird.
2: Opening thoughts. Um, It was different. Okay. Like, I, I liked the story. Yeah. The story was very good. It's just the way they told it was very... It's like they tried to do something different, Mm -hmm. but it didn't turn out well.
1: Yeah, and we're going to talk about that in a bit. Yeah, like
2: they wanted to do something different with it. Like They're like, we want to tell the story because it's been told, Mm -hmm. but we want to tell it in a different way. And they just, you could see where they tried and it could have been okay, but it it, it was not good. Yeah. (laughs) It was not good storytelling.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, so let me talk about this for a bit. Uh, My first note is that this is a very dark-themed movie. Like, the, the tone is very mm-hmm. dark all the way throughout. Yeah. And it's uh, it's very tense to watch. And the the whole story is that Howard, uh, who is Adam Sandler's character, uh, Howard is this guy who always screws himself over. He mm-hmm. always gets himself. It's never the world that's really yeah, tearing him down. he's always
2: getting himself in trouble by doing something stupid.
1: And then, okay, so the plot of the movie is he gets a, a black opal from uh nigeria ethiopia ethiopia okay um i knew as yeah but uh yeah he gets it from ethiopia and kevin garnett's like the real kevin garnett played by kevin garnett who is supposed to be playing 2012 version of kevin garnett in 2019 yeah which kevin garnett looks fantastic like i
2: I don't know what he looked like before so well you
1: saw the clips like that was the real games Oh, and he looks like he looks fantastic. Uh, yeah,
2: I didn't know they were a real games.
1: No, that's the real game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kevin Garnett was obsessed with this opal and he's trying to get the opal.
2: That's pretty no, he's much trying to steal the opal.
1: That's the thing. It was just so <laughs> weird. Like, I didn't understand. I understood the plot, but we're going to talk about it in a bit. Yeah. But it's just a very dark tone and yeah. he always gets himself in trouble. Kevin Garnett is screwing him over his own. Uh people that he's close with is screwing him and it's just a weird dynamic. It's a weird way to tell a story.
2: It it is Mm -hmm. because they just kinda like jump to things. They don't they don't do it in like a normal story, like movie storytelling fashion where it's like this is the lead up and then it's the the climax and it's like, all right, this is the fallout. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like it's all the lead up and the end of the movie is the climax.
1: Yeah. No, it, it it's it's very, very odd. Um, the, the second note, and I talked about how stressful this movie is. It's very stressful to watch with not many breaks. It doesn't really break the tension too well. No. Which is a good You're part always of,
2: waiting for the other shoe to drop.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing is that this movie, it, it's good in that way mm-hmm. where it really puts your blood yeah. pressure up.
2: That's what I mean. The story is good.
1: Yeah, the acting is fantastic. The
2: acting is amazing.
1: Exactly. And it does put the tension up to mm-hmm. 11, and it doesn't give you any kind of break. Yeah. There was one laughing part, and it's just like a little giggle. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a couple of them yeah. sprinkled. Not even sprinkled, just dropped Yeah, and dropped. And, and and that's the thing. It's very stressful watching this movie. And I just... uh. I I just didn't understand why we were watching this. It was very odd. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't pleasant to watch.
2: Yeah, and I was like a little not annoyed. Annoyed's not the right word. Mm-hmm. I was just like disappointed. That's the word I was like I was a little yeah. disappointed because when it was advertised, it was advertised as like Adam Sandler and Dina Menzel. Yeah. Dina Menzel was in like four scenes. Mm-hmm. Like she was a side character. Yeah. She was not a main character. She was a supporting. Role mm-hmm. and I was just like, I I thought it was Adam Sandler and Adina Menzel, not yeah. Adam Sandler and Adina Menzel plays his wife. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like what? I was a little so I was a little disappointed.
1: Yeah, and uh, my final note is that I'm not sure why this movie exists, mm-hmm. and that's the other thing with uh, with movie critics that you know you always get that it's just whenever you ask that why does this movie have to exist mm-hmm. is. It's weird to say because no movie needs to exist, yeah. But this movie doesn't really have a purpose because we
2: serve a purpose other than it's telling you don't make stupid decisions.
1: But we've had movies like that. I know, and that's the thing is that we've had movies just like this, and it didn't really bring anything. Didn't bring anything groundbreaking. I wouldn't say anything yeah. new because it did bring some things new, but it's not nothing that like really breaks the walls of mm-hmm. filmmaking. And I might be cynical in that way because this movie does have. Very high ratings. It does, Um, but in my mind, it it just—I don't know why this needed to exist. I don't know why this was made. Yeah. So, um, that's our non-spoiler. This is on Netflix. Did I mention that? It's on Netflix now. (laughs) Well, it's on Cut Gems. It's on Netflix. Uh, What did you give it out of ten?
2: I gave it a five. Yes. Okay, I couldn't remember, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I gave it a five because the acting was. Really good. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, everything with this movie had potential to be really good. Mm-hmm. It was just the storytelling was off and it just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. I I loved the end.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like that was good. And the, like I said, the acting was amazing. But really, it's the storytelling that made the rating so low.
1: Right. So, yeah, I also gave it a five. I was hovering over a four. Mm-hmm. Only because I just kept watching it, and I just on un- I I wasn't getting what mm-hmm. I was supposed to get. I wasn't getting should I be not rooting for Adam Sandler? Why is Adam Sandler always getting stuff in trouble? Why is Kevin Garnett always obsessed with his opal? It was just yeah. the story was kind of a mess yeah. in my mind. There were, there were so many side stories going on here, and it wasn't really you know connecting. It was just.
2: Mm-hmm. The, It's like they started us in the middle of a movie.
1: Yeah. And you didn't understand why he was doing this. You don't understand his character. There's no Mm -hmm. character development. It's just the movie happens.
2: It's just like, this is who this guy is. Mm -hmm. Watch
1: it. And the emotions are high. Mm -hmm. The acting is fantastic. Yeah. But in terms of why should I watch this movie? I couldn't tell you. I I don't know if I could recommend it or not. Mm -hmm. Just because it's in my mind, I don't know why this exists. Yeah. So a uh, very unpopular opinion over here. I'm going to go for it. Going to give it a five. It's yeah. fine. I it's wouldn't fine. recommend it. It's just, it's fine. If you're
2: interested in it, go ahead, watch it. But if you weren't interested in it to begin with, you don't need to watch it.
1: Yeah, there's no story beats in here that really are yeah. the most groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. So again, that's Uncut Gems. It's on Netflix. It stars Adam Sandler. Sometimes stars, Uh, wait, how did um.
2: Adele Dazeem.
1: Adele Dazeem. (laughs) It stars um, Adina Mazel. Again, it's on Netflix. So check it out for yourself. Um, (laughs) I gave it a five just because I don't know if I could recommend it as a movie. Yeah. Uh, But a lot of people do. A lot of people enjoy it. Good for them. I'm just... eh. It's not that I think it's bad. It's just that...
2: It Ah. was. Okay.
1: That's the thing. It was fine. Like, I don't know if I would go out of my door and like, you need to watch Uncut Gems like I was with Parasite. Yeah. Parasite, you have to watch. It's on Hulu. You have to watch Parasite.
2: We're not talking about that one anymore. Parasite was fantastic. I know.
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh, We're going to mess with the lights. By the way, if you're watching us on this new angle. uh, The
2: lighting may change from scene to scene.
1: (laughs) It might. Because, again, this is the first time we're actually filming it for a long time feel like we need to put up the brightness a little bit. So, um, but yeah, while we do that, while we turn up the brightness, let's just go on to our next segment.
4: Top three gaming news.
1: The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week and we like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry. Liz, what's going on in the gaming industry?
2: Things.
1: Yeah. Cool. Uh, so this is top three gaming news. Uh, we've got three pieces of gaming news that happened in the past week. And uh, there's a guy, a little business suit there. I don't know. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I guess it's not very funny. Uh, but yeah, let's just start with our number one gaming news. I'm so self-conscious about this setup.
2: I'm not. I like it.
1: Yeah, I know. I just, I'm very self-conscious and I'm I'm just, ugh, I'm just like focusing it's on. It's just different. I know. I, yeah. <laughs> So our number one or number three gaming news is that MOB stars are actually going forward and they are saying that video games help them. Nice. They help them play baseball. Video games are the savior to honing the skills of baseball players. I
2: wouldn't go that far.
1: I'm pretty sure. So former Philly Hunter Pence, I'm not going to call him San Francisco Giant Hunter Pence. Former Philly Hunter Pence has come forward. He has come forward as come if he's por- he's come forward in court. Um, <laughs> saying that uh, he's been playing a lot of video games, more specifically World of Warcraft. I believe he also mm-hmm. said Diablo 3. Articles are linked down below in the description. Um, so he has said that these have helped him with his hand-eye coordination. Mm. So let me bring up this quote from Mr. Thank you. Uh, from Mr. Pence. There's science behind video games helping with quick decision making because in a lot of specific games, you're working on timing and anticipation similar to recognizing a pitch at the plates. So he's also saying uh, things like it's been proven. And this Mm -hmm. article goes on to say that, yeah, there's been a lot of different studies to say that it does help with not only quick decision making, Mm -hmm. hand-eye coordination, and just um, it's all around um, reflexes. Yeah. Right, uh, what do you think?
2: No, I definitely agree. I don't. I never would have thought about it, but mm-hmm. I can definitely see where video games would be beneficial in baseball because you have to make quick decisions in baseball, not only at the at the plate, yeah, but when you're in the outfield or anywhere on the field. And yeah, I you're believe making he's right
1: field. I think he's yeah. right field, not left field. Yeah, um, he is an outfielder though.
2: Outfield. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> but when you're on the field you have to make like a snap decision you catch the ball you're like all right which way am i gonna throw it mm-hmm. now you can watch and see like all right if i catch it this is what i'm gonna do right ahead of time mm-hmm. but usually you're not yeah. doing that um at least speaking from personal experience mm-hmm. um so you have to make that quick decision over like all right do i which way do i throw it so i can definitely see that in helping to um See you threw me off, right? <laughs> but um, but it it helps. I oh, forget it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, no, it has been done many, many, many times. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that Hunter Pence and now he yeah. has his own Twitch channel. Good for he, him. Yeah, he actually streams on Twitch too. I can't remember the name of his Twitch channel. I'm sure it's in the article linked down below. Probably. Um, but yeah, so he's doing it, and because of this whole pandemic going on, he can't go out to practice. A lot of MOB mm-hmm. players can't, and so he's just going to video games to help him with his uh, reaction time, which is going to be great for the off season uh, and for the in season once it happy the hap- uh, finally happens. Possibly all in Arizona, which is crazy to think That's about.
2: Disappointing.
1: Yeah, it's but
2: this is kind of. This reminds me of like you when you have like football players doing ballet. Yeah. Like things like that because it helps them do stuff like you wouldn't think that it would help, but mm-hmm. it does. Yeah. But uh, you know, good for
1: Hunter, you know, come back to the Phillies, but good for Hunter, you know. <laughs> Actually, no, don't go don't go back because we got Bryce Harper in the right yeah. field. We don't need Hunter. Okay. Get out of here, Hunter okay. Pence. Stupid. Anyways, but the number two gaming news is about physical games. Uh, the UK has come out and said that in the month of April, uh, physical game sales have risen, uh, in the past five years. Mm -hmm. This is the most I've sold of physical games since 2015. Now this is again is coming from, um, I don't know. I can't remember, uh, the, uh, the source. I am off my game today. It was a weird week.
2: It was a weird week, and you're getting used to the new setup, because you're not only controlling a laptop, but you're also controlling a TV.
1: Yeah, uh, I am really And off. running
2: the whole show. You're so talented. Thanks. Good job, hun. you mm. You're doing great.
1: But, yeah, so this is coming from um, a sales unit. I'm sorry, but it's in the article linked yeah. down below. And it's uh, generated, so the physical game sales have generated 130 million pounds for game retailers in the UK. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, sales have gone down since March. April was well, down from March, but what came out in March? What came out in March?
2: A- a- Animal Crossing. The Animal Crossing. I forgot the name for a second.
1: Wow. You played <laughs> it pretty much every day. But yeah, I know. A- Animal Crossing came out, and of course that just spiked. And well, yeah. That's when the pandemic first started, and people were stocking yeah. up. But April still not with digital sales, but yeah. physical.
2: Which is surprising mm-hmm. because you'd think the pandemic would prevent physical sp- sales from even being made.
1: You would think. But uh, and what's uh, more interesting. So let me read this quote here before I get into the or- interesting part. Go, Adam. So this quote from the article linked down below. The best-selling boxed video game of April was Final Fantasy VII Remake, mm-hmm. of course, Although the game didn't quite reach the sales heights of 2016's Final Fantasy XV, uh, the remake suffered distribution challenges as a result of COVID 19 pandemic. Another game that was likely impacted by the crisis was the remake of Resident Evil 3, which was the fifth uh, fifth best be- fifth best selling game of the month. She sells you, seashells on the sea.
2: You got this. Thank you. <laughs>
1: But, yeah, this is crazy, though, uh, yeah. especially since the uh, CEO of Frontier, not the Internet's uh, company, uh, another Frontier, um, David Bresher, I can't remember his name. But he has said that in two or three years that physical games are just going to go away. And I do not agree with that at yeah. all because of bandwidth caps. Mm-hmm. There's no way. But yeah, so there's been sayings that physical games are going to die out pe- very soon, and uh, nobody really uses physical games. But look at this! They're, look the, at that they're at. A, the, the the sales are sh- the strongest in April in five years. Yeah, fantastic. That's awesome. That's good for physical games. You know that what's that really good for? Uh, it's our good buddies over at Limer, limited, uh, limited, limited, limited
2: Run Games.
1: Man, what is wrong with me? You're sleepy. No, I'm not sleepy. I'm You're just not? no. It's just a weird week.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. it was but i'm just it's gloomy outside
1: it's gloomy we had a holiday on
2: oh yeah i only had four day week
1: it, it was just it was weird I'm, I'm off my game and plus i'm
2: I, <laughs> way off your game <laughs> yeah
1: this is just throwing me off so much it's okay yeah. we'll get
2: used to it everyone will get used to it
1: yeah but i'm uh, gonna
2: do great mm-hmm. good job everybody
1: <laughs> jeez Uh, But yeah, definitely writing down in the comments down below. Do you like this angle? Um, We don't have a three camera setup. So we like, of course, the of course, the idea would be a camera on me, camera on you, camera Camera on the center. Uh, But right now we have one DSLR camera and one webcam going up there. So
2: you work with what you got.
1: You work with what you got, but is what it is. So Mm -hmm. let's just go on to the number one gaming news because everyone's here for our guests. Nobody actually likes us. They're just here for the guests. Yeah, I
2: mean, Totally.
1: Especially next week, my goodness, I'm I'm just going to be completely ignored. This week, um, but the number one gaming news is that the Xbox Series X can add HDR in 120 uh, 120 frames per second to support older games, which is bananas.
2: So it will make older games look better. Yes,
1: Incl- That's talented, including original Xbox games.
2: That's extra talented.
1: So Xbox has already come out. Microsoft has already said that uh, the Xbox Series X will launch with thousands of games. And you think about that? Wow, you're going to launch with thousands of games.
2: <laughs> backwards compatibility. Yeah, that's the thousands. That's the thousands. <laughs> it is not, not thousands of new ones. <laughs> not
1: thousands of new ones. It is backwards compatibility. I believe we we actually reported on a on a um on an article where it said that there's thousands of games in development. I believe, I believe, I vaguely
2: remember that. Yeah.
1: I think he said in E3s, like, we have they thousands lied. of games. It's just like, it didn't really lie, but you they, know. they
2: said in development. That's not in development. They were, they've been developed.
1: Said, <laughs> I don't think he said development.
2: Oh, well, then I, don't he know.
1: might have said it in a way where he, he can, he, he
2: could get away with it. Yeah.
1: You can't bring him to court kind of thing. But That's stupid. It is what it is. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So this is coming from a report from the program director over at or the program partner. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just want to read this quote right here. So this is coming from uh, project management partner, Jason Ronald. I almost call him Jonathan Ronald. What is wrong with me today? A lot of things. <laughs> so this is coming from Jason Ronald uh, who says in partnership with the Xbox advanced technology group, Xbox series X delivers a new innovative HDR reconstruction technique which, in, which enables the platform to, here's the keyword here, automatically add HDR support to games. A partner director of management, blah, blah, blah. Uh, as this technique is handled by the platform itself, it allows us to enable HDR with zero impact to the game's performance, and we can also apply it to Xbox 360 and original Xbox titles developed almost 20 years ago. Well before the existence of HDR, what is this nonsense?
2: I'm interested in seeing what that looks like and how enhanced it actually is.
1: yeah, it's gonna be insane. It's gonna be insane. Like they said that it will double the frame rate. So like mm-hmm. if it was at thirty frames uh, thirty frames per second, it will upgrade to sixty. Yeah. If it was at sixty it will upgrade to one hundred twenty. But the most impressive part is the HDR to original Xbox games
0: mm-hmm.
1: bananas. So I'm thinking that it's probably probably Spinner Cell It's gonna be well, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say specific games. It says that games are just gonna be added automatically. HDR. So
2: like all of them. I guess so. That would be all that would I like that though. Like if it's just like all games ever on Xbox yeah. are all backwards compatible, that would be so much easier than having to look it up every time. Like, is this one backwards compatible? Because I've run into well, that problem.
1: It does say that all the games that are playable on Xbox One will be playable on Series Mm. X. So not all games are backwards compatible on X... Yet. Now, the ideal of... I'm sure the ideal for Xbox is to say that all games, if it's an Xbox game, it runs on Series X. That would be insane. But there's some really good games on there that's... You know, there's some good games on there that are backwards compatible. Now, of course, the game that I want to be backwards compatible that never was... Is Jet Set Radio Future? I know which was which was included in the first Xbox. If it was included in the first Xbox, you know, bring it to the backwards. And I know it's licensing deals. I understand. I, un- day,
0: honey.
1: I understand, listener. I listen. I understand. I understand. It had to do with licensing deals. I get it. But I'm a whiny baby, and I want my Jet Set Radio Future with HDR and 60 frames per second. You can add me on Twitter. I will fight you. Don't even challenge me. But um, yeah, any other thoughts on that?
2: I think it's just, we should just go into our guest.
1: Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so writing comments down below, what do you think about these news pieces? We've got a uh, MLB star saying that video games help him uh, hone his skills. We've got uh, physical game sales going up in the UK and their physical games aren't going away anytime soon. And then we also have the Series X adding HDR and 120 frames per second upgrade to older games. Mm-hmm. So uh, all well and good. So write in comments yep. down below. What do you think? I think it's time to come to our guests.
2: I think so too.
1: So you know this man. You if you if you listen to the Games Grossies podcast, you know who he is. Uh if you ever listen to it, which you just did, the top three gaming news guy. That's him. It's Marcus Graves. Yep. He has a channel on YouTube called Marcus Graves. Where he reviews anime and he's really cool. He was my favorite roommate in college. So I'm just saying that on the record because he's our guest, but (laughs) no other reason. All right, let's just bring him on with our final segment. Hockey time. All right, we are back with our special guest that you can see in the monitor now if you're watching on YouTube. Hello.
2: Magic.
4: Hello, Hello, everybody. What's
1: your name? How'd you break into my home?
4: Uh, my name is, you don't need to know, and I broke into your house by, <laughs> through unknown means. Unknown means. That's all you need to know. I mean, you are
1: in a TV monitor, so it is by unknown means.
4: It, indeed. Yeah, true. <laughs> almost Almost like sorcery, one may say. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> what is this sorcery? We, we are living in the 1800s, of course.
4: Oh, of course oh, yeah of uh, okay course. <laughs> or the 1800s or the 1900s or the early 1900s it feels like it with what's going on right I now. i was about to
1: say yeah we
4: uh yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, this okay. is marcus graves of course i said that if you've ever heard our podcast ever before the top three gaming news guy mm-hmm. pretty much yes, but sir. <laughs> he is more than that he has his own youtube channel uh marcus why don't you introduce
4: yourself what do we know about you how's your youtube channel doing Sure. Uh, hello, everyone. In case you are not knowing, I don't know why I'm looking up at my microphone when I said <laughs> that. But hey, <laughs> hello, everybody. Marcus Hi. Graves. Uh, you may have seen me uh, on uh, Gaming Groceries podcast about uh, Star Wars. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Wait, man, when did we do that? Six months ago.
1: It was before Rise of Skywalker, so it had to be yeah. may, October,
4: maybe. Somewhere around there. It was yeah. a while ago. It feels like it feels yeah, like I feel yesterday like it though. Was too longer ago. <laughs> yeah, so. I know, right? It's weird. But yeah, I was on there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, As Adam said, I have my own YouTube channel. I do various different things. I have my two short films, uh, Yin and Yang and Assassin of the Flame on there. Mm-hmm. I do reactions to Naruto, um, Band of Brothers, Black Mirror. Well, Black Mirror will be coming out soon. Oh yeah, <laughs> shouldn't <laughs> probably shouldn't have said that. No, I, it will be coming out soon. Jeez. But yeah, and, uh, I also do video essays and breakdowns. Yeah, I do all types of stuff over there. Nice, and it's, and it's going well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're well over a thousand subscribers at this point. Yeah, I think last count I was at seventeen hundred. I think Dang. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: That, so, yeah, it's it's been pretty good. Yeah. So I, I thank you to uh, everyone that uh, everyone that supports. I'm greatly. Greatly appreciative.
3: Boom. Yeah. There
1: it is. <laughs> so I thought we would start off this conversation because we did uh, touch on it a little bit about the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, sure. Where you're located. We're not going to say your uh, current location because you're under uh, witness protection, of course. Oh, but uh, Yes.
4: Come on. Yeah. Don't give me all my information away. Facebook. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> we're not about doxing here, but um, yeah. <laughs> in your neck of the woods, um, how are we doing? Um, is it scary over there? Like what's what's going on over there?
4: Uh, everything is good. Uh, I think the only thing that seems um, out of the ordinary well it's, everything is out of the ordinary right now. But that that kind of seems like it's out of a movie or out of a television show. Yeah, is when you go into like uh, the grocery stores, and you have like, sometimes an aisle, that's just completely devoid yeah. of anything and it's just like man it, it almost feels like the walking dead around here like where where are the walkers at where are the mm-hmm. zombies see something's yeah. about to happen uh but yeah other than that everything is good man um just trying to uh just, yeah just hoping that everything returns to some sort of normality soon mm-hmm. uh at least some modicum of it um but yeah man uh, yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I I agree. We're like we're we're definitely in the middle ground where we want people to be safe. We want mm-hmm. people to be healthy, but we also want that bit of normalcy yeah. where it's just I don't know. It's it's all right. just a weird time, man.
4: It's weird. It is. I mean, yeah. especially because I mean, I don't want, you know, not to get too deep into it cuz I don't want to have anybody divisive in your comments and everything <laughs> like that. But yeah. it's like I like, I hear what people are saying when it comes to the hey, stay safe, let's do all this other stuff. And I agree with that. Yeah. I, you know, I, with my grandmother or my um, autoimmune deficient mother, of course, yeah, I'm looking out for them, taking precautions. But then again, me and my mom were germaphobes to begin with. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. everything that's happening is not anything out of the ordinary for how we automatically do, maybe mm-hmm. just a bit of extra precaution. But at the same time, it's like at a, at a certain point, it's like we all, we all have to live. At a certain point, you know, Mm -hmm. are we going to are we going to hunker down for a year and a half with 33 million people on unemployment? You know, it's like I and and possibly more as time goes on. So I I, I get I get both sides. We have to stay safe. We have to have precaution. I agree with that. But at the same time, as for as as certainly as more information comes out, like I think I could be wrong. uh, But if my information is correct, the CDC said that. 35% 35 percent of people who catch covid 19 or are infected with covid 19 are asymptomatic yeah and then mm-hmm. and then of the and then of the 65 percent that are symptomatic 0. 0.26 is is fatal and I hate to break it down like that because mm-hmm. it's like it makes it seem like the people that have died are just numbers and of course they're not but of course it's just a thing where i heard somebody say this and i agree with them we take risks every day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, this is just something that's new that we've never dealt with before. So I yeah. understand the precaution. But when it comes to the flu or even when uh, when we had West Nile back in the day, Ebola, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be, there's always. And yes, you can argue that it wasn't as communicable as this. And that's certainly an argument to be made. Mm-hmm. But we're, there's always a risk of something. Yeah. So we always assume that risk going out. We always assume that risk of taking precaution to not bring it back to people that would be greatly affected by it. So... I don't know. It's yeah. uh, I see both sides. <laughs> no, I'm in your
1: camp Same. too. It's just I can't get on either one of the extremes. I'm yeah. just right in the right. middle. We say all the time on the podcast we're we're registered Green Party. Like we're we're more saving the trees, man. Like that's pretty much <laughs> it. Um, but I yeah, you. no, I 100 I, percent I agree with you. Which mm-hmm. is why we were roommates in college. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <and>
4: the, <laughs> yeah, the, I, I think one of the like I think our uh, our stay together was like some of the smoothest uh roommate experiences I've ever had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. yeah. Man, like
1: I don't want to get into it, but like I, I wish I stayed roommates with you the, the following year, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to get into like any kind of drama on, on here yeah. <laughs>
0: There's
1: enough of that uh, on YouTube. Come on,
4: spill the tea. Spill the tea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well my laptop's on the table. I can't be spilling tea here, but you know.
4: Oh the true hardware yeah. gotta be safe about the you know, hardware. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Liz is <sighs> uncomfortable. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: um so yeah we're here with um a, a topic of the gaming industry yes. and um you're not too much of a gamer you do play a good amount of games but you know Every you're, now and then yeah but you're more of a movie lover you're a fantastic movie lover you appreciate the art of film and music and mm-hmm. i wanted to definitely bring you on one because i want an excuse to catch up with you and <laughs> and, and two uh, I want to talk about this kind of Venn diagram of mm-hmm. uh, gamers and movie lovers and even cinephiles. And where do we all meet in yeah. the kind of the middle here? So um, now we're setting up these two circles, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's what a Venn diagram is. There's two Ta-ta. circles. Yo. Thank you. <laughs> um, now, we, in those two circles, right, we definitely have our differences. We have our similarities. But where are the similarities, of the two groups, uh, Marcus, you you uh, had some thoughts before we uh, started. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely.
4: Um, actually, I think uh, you can almost break it down in um, in like two separate categories. You have gamers and cinephiles, mm-hmm. and then you have uh, games and movies. Yeah. Because when you think about the similarity and difference between them, you'll you'll probably find more similarities between gamers and cinephiles. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, in, in this way is what I was thinking anyway, before we, uh, before we hopped on, uh, most, most of them want to be locked in mm. and engaged, whether it be gamers mm-hmm. or cinephiles, uh, whatever they're coming to, they want to be, uh, they want to be engrossed. They want to uh, feel for the characters. They yes. want to go on a journey with the characters. Uh, they can also both also look at the visuals, especially nowadays, mm-hmm. especially nowadays when you have things like the PS5 and the uh, what is it coming out? The Xbox Series X, Series X which coming is the out. Dumbest name. It, the Xbox, the Xbox Xavier, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, you know, they all, one wh- of the biggest things that they usually show off during the conferences, which is uh, the visuals and mm-hmm. the graphics, such as uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw the trailer, um the uh Senua oh, it's the Sen- sequel to Senua Hellblade Mhm. Oh. Yeah.
1: So man, what was the name of it? I can't remember the oh, name. Oh, I can't remember the name, but I did see the uh and that was in engine. Like that was right. mm-hmm. and that was
4: crazy. Yeah. That was insane. And it, it, stuff like that where it's like mm-hmm. you have gamers and cinephiles both looking at that and you're like, "Oh my god, it looks like a it looks like a freaking movie." And that's the <laughs> thing when that?
1: when games are advancing and the graphics are advancing, we're we're going to see this the very close similarity between oh, realistic indeed. and movies, right? Like it's going to be the same kind of CGI as you see in movies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. once that comes to play, you know, you're not really going to see a difference. Yeah. It's and speaking of that,
4: yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go for it, man. Yeah. And speaking of that, um, uh, of the graphics and everything and how it's starting to meld together with the two, uh, take something like a uh, PS4 God of War where, you have motion capture between Christopher Judge and the boy who plays Atreus. Oh, and okay.
1: I can't remember his name. He was in mid nineties. Yeah, I can't remember it either.
4: Oh man, it's, it's he not was good though. To the
2: conversation yeah. though.
4: And here's the thing, and you know what? And that's the thing where, because uh, even though I'm like I'm pulling these these names out, what's funny is I haven't played God of War, but I enjoy watching let's plays mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. YouTube. Yeah um especially when something like god of war or the telltale games or whatever the case may be and the reason i enjoy that is because it is especially the telltale games yeah it's like watching an interactive movie yeah mm-hmm. yeah totally so so i never felt the need to play the telltale games mm-hmm. but i enjoyed watching other people play it to so see their reaction to the story yeah uh not necessarily uh the gameplay particularly a telltale because let's let's be honest the, the, the the Telltale gameplay is very limited. Yeah, you know, there's really that, not a lot. It's pretty move much move, it. press the buttons, and maybe yeah. some cutscenes. You know, uh, what do they call them? Uh, quick time cutscenes. Mm-hmm. You know, in there. Um, but yeah, um, like the motion capture going back to God of War, and then you, uh, of course, that was motion capture. You see, pioneered. Well, uh, one of the uh, pioneering uh, roles was. Andy Serkis and Gollum in yes. Lord of the Rings. And of course, that's grown over time to the point where you can have things like the Polar Express or you can have, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all different types or uh, uh, the Planet of the Apes, the new Planet of the Apes films. Yes. Mm-hmm. All that stuff there. It's like they're all starting to meld together mm-hmm. and, uh, and become near one. And when you look at stuff yeah. like that, like gamers and cinephiles, they'll go to graphics. Uh, so you see that they're putting more of an emphasis on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as people don't talk about this often, but if it, if the sound is bad, people will talk about it. But oh, sound yeah. design,
3: mm-hmm.
4: sound design and audio. Mm-hmm. And even though people will not be as much on the topic, like you won't hear even cinephiles or gamers say, "Oh, well, the audio. I wonder what type of microphone they like." They, they probably won't say that, but yeah. they will know, like, "Uh, this isn't clicking, though. Like, yeah. the sound isn't mm-hmm. right." So they all, so they all come to it looking for that. So I think, in that regard, uh, they're all very similar. Even the now, that's the cinephiles and the gamers, mm-hmm. and I don't want to move too much ahead of you. But what I was thinking is that's that's the people coming to it. Mm-hmm. I think the I think the biggest thing, like as the similarities grow between video games and movies, you'll start to see how the similarities and how and as they become more similar, one big distinction pops mm-hmm. up. But before that, I wanted to hear what uh, you guys had to say, because I yeah. just realized I'm like, wow, I've really been talking for a while. So <laughs> what did you what were you guys thinking?
1: Well, the, like the one thing I was going to go back to and um, talking about God of War, it's funny. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever saw the interview from Christopher Judge, who played the mm-hmm. God of War, but uh, he, he played <laughs> yes. Kratos. Uh boy. He, boy. <laughs> he actually didn't believe that he was auditioning for a video game. Mm-hmm. Like he read the yeah, script. He yeah, he read the script and he came onto the set and he actually he did not believe he was part of a video game because he kept saying, uh I'm saying this for beta, not for beta mom. Um, you know, not really on verbatim, but he very much said that I didn't believe that video games could be this emotional.
2: Yeah.
1: It's crazy. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, Liz, what are your thoughts?
2: I actually think it's funny that Marcus brought up um, the Let's Plays.
0: Yes, because that's yeah. how
2: you got me into video games. You said, yeah. "Well, I think you'll really like the story. Like, watch PewDiePie play this." Yeah, and I think it was it must have been Life is Strange.
3: Yeah, it, yeah. like
2: that must have been the first one I watched. And then I was like, well, I don't like his answers. Like, I don't like the choices he made. So now I want to play that game.
0: Yeah. And that's right. kind of
2: what grew me into getting into video games was because you're like, well, Liz, you really enjoy watching movies. So why don't you watch this video game? Because it's kind of like that. He's just making a couple choices. Right. So, I mean, it, it, I just thought it was funny that Marcus mentioned that because that's literally what got me into video games.
1: Yeah. And there, mm. and there are sometimes some, um, and I'm and I, you know, like, with Marcus and uh, I know a couple of people who just they want to know the story of the game. They want yeah. to watch the story. Right. They don't necessarily want to go into the gameplay. Yeah. Right. And
2: that's. I mean, I still sit in that boat sometimes. Yeah.
1: I mean, Marcus. Um. Now, now, do you play um any kind of video games uh, lately or?
4: Uh, lately, I've been using my emulator and playing uh, the old school Pokemon games. I <laughs> gotta respect that.
3: Nice. Yeah, right. No. <laughs>
4: but I was gonna. I say. will be starting something soon. Where uh, right now, my computer that I edit and do all my stuff on, mm-hmm. uh, finally crapped out on me. Oh, uh, it's been good that. though. It's you know, it, la- it did me good for five years. And, yeah, pretty good. Uh, you know, it's, it was it was pretty good for me. So, yeah. but right now, I'm trying. I'm in the process of. Instead of a laptop because I had an Asus ROG. Mm-hmm. And somebody maybe listening is like, well, you had a gaming laptop, but you never gave yeah. it. It's like, well, <laughs> because I needed something visually intensive mm-hmm. for my films. No, I have a gaming uh,
1: laptop and I don't really game on it just because yeah, it we use it, it,
0: for editing. it just
1: puts a lot of strain right. on yeah. the gaming laptop. I'm like, I don't want to risk it. We edit on this, man.
4: Like, right, exactly. Yeah, it's like that's what I was using for too. Because I'm like, okay, I know I'm not going to be doing any crazy stuff like 4K and all those other mm-hmm. stuff. Right. So I'm like, I just, I just need it for this. It finally died mm-hmm. out on me, but I'm getting, I'm in the uh, process of getting um, a desktop. Yeah. So something, something one that could be more powerful, but also two, something that if something does go wrong, because it was the battery on this one, if something does go wrong, mm-hmm. then I can just more or less easily uh switch up the interface instead of having to take the whole thing apart just to get to one component. Yeah.
0: You know? yeah. But
4: uh that's a little aside. But yeah, I'm doing that. I say that to say I want when I do get this, I wanted to start uh in the in addition to like my short films, uh my my reactions, breakdowns, all that stuff, I wanted to start getting into some let's plays of my own. Okay. Uh, nice. Now it wouldn't be it wouldn't be anything crazy. Uh anybody who watches this and you watch i don't know tyrone magnus or mars whoever uh you know whoever you watch that's who i watch anyway Mm -hmm. whoever you watch uh i won't be doing things like that you know because i don't have a ps4 i don't hook the stuff up but i will be trying to do some stuff off of steam uh maybe some knights of the old republic 2 which i never played you never played Uh, that one i never played the the first one i was about
1: to say i was gonna say you didn't play the first one uh Oh, like...
4: <laughs> I know, right. Yeah. No, I played the first one. First yeah. one is a classic. Game. Yeah, it's amazing. I just never played the second. Oh, uh, and I never played the Jedi Academy games. Oh no. I know. Oh. Both, both, but but all three are on Steam. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like okay, and I can do some let's plays of that. So I am planning on doing. So I may I may be swinging over in the gaming a little bit more. You know. Well, I'm glad that you brought up uh,
1: Star Wars games because the question I was going to ask you is that um, when I asked you know are you playing any mm-hmm. kind of games uh, you know about Jedi Fallen Order of course.
4: Yes, and that was when I was planning on doing a list. But that's why I, I, I was going to do some Let's Plays so mm-hmm. watching them. But I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to do this, let me hold off on that so mm-hmm. I can do one myself for Jedi Fallen Order.
1: And that's the thing is that um, for Jedi Fallen Order, the the story is so interesting. It's so intriguing. But the difficulty level, and especially my biggest gripe with it, uh, when we had Sean Tanner oh, yeah. on, uh, even he had this big gripe, is that the map design. The, ma- the mm. level, the level yeah. si- or not the leveling system, but the level design of it is just yeah. so. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's uh, convoluted. Convoluted, yeah. Actually, mm. um, the, it, it's it's not designed in a in a good way. And sometimes mm-hmm. there's glitches, and sometimes the difficulty can get a little too much. Yeah. Where I just wanted to know the story of mm-hmm. uh, Jedi Fallen Order, so I just turned mm. down the difficulty to easy. Yeah, I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care who judged like, me. You Just
2: wanted to know the story and yeah, how to it. yeah. And that's right, a, you
4: wanted to go for the ride.
1: I did, and that's the thing is that a lot of people say, like, "Oh, I want a Dark Souls and a Star Wars game." I just want a Star Wars story, mm-hmm. and that's where we can get into like the Venn diagram of there, like similarities. Is that uh, video games tell really good stories, and in terms of mm-hmm. how they tell their stories, even how a video game tells its story. um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm. I know you watch Jeremy Johns.
3: Like, oh yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, when, <laughs> it was funny because when he said that, um, when he was watching The Mandalorian. He was saying that the way Mandalorian was kind of setting the stories, it was much like a video game, and saying that you need to do this, you need to go to this side mission, you need to get this.
4: Mm-hmm. I remember, remember that video, yeah, yeah. And you, and, and you know what? And I, I, and I agreed with him then as well. Where I'm like, yeah. you know, what I do see what he means about, particularly that first episode when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay, I need to get a bounty. That could be like a side quest, yeah, you know. But then you have, oh well, I have this mission for you, and that mm-hmm. side quest becomes part of the main story you mm-hmm. know uh and then that becomes baby yoda and while and on the mission there you encounter bounty hunters and an ig droid you know also and it's like you know what that really it really is very similar now that's the thing though about mm-hmm. this venn diagram yeah is the is this, the medium of storytelling whether it be movies or tv mm-hmm. uh emulating the games mm. or games emulating movies and tv and like as we said it's yeah. melding so much now that which one is taking inspiration from yeah. which. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's almost like that That you can also say are movies emulating books, right? Right. You know, another like,
4: completely different medium, but storytelling.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think that originally that video games emulated more. I, I think they more emulated TV shows to begin with, because the way a movie yeah. kind of tells a story is a lot more confined Whereas a TV mm-hmm. show expands, there's chapters, mm-hmm. there's different stories. So I think that a video game more expands on a TV show,
4: and, yeah, I, and I can see that.
1: Yeah, and that's actually
2: a, Pretty Little Liars was based on a book series.
1: Oh yeah, true. Yeah,
4: very yeah. true. And you know what? Going with the whole thing of you saying that um, they were inspired more by uh, TV, and you're right because you know you have more of like a serialized, mm-hmm. sometimes maybe uh, or serialized, or it could be episodic, or it could be yeah. whatever the case may be, and. It's meant to be long form. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. it would take more from that. But then now you see movies
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh, are starting to take from TV as well, mm-hmm. such as the MCU, a, a, a very uh, a serialized uh, franchise that if you catch one or two movies here, it could be good. Yeah. You know, you could catch Iron Man, you could catch Black Panther, you could still be, you could still be all right and not see the other movies and still be cool you can't get to a movie like infinity war end game yeah. and not have seen, I mean, you obviously you can watch it, but there would yeah. not be the same amount of one appreciation mm-hmm. or two, um, the same amount of, uh, uh, uh just, just depth knowledge and intricate and yeah. depth because you didn't see the story leading up to it. And it's like reading page 484, of a novel, right? From the start, before mm-hmm. you did the first, you know, before you did the first pages, yeah. You know, so I think, uh, so maybe it's, so maybe it's TV that's been infecting everything, <laughs> movies, True. video games, all that stuff. Because I, have, I always think about it. It's just
1: when I see a story, right? Even in a video game, mm-hmm. I just think about would this have been better as a movie, right? Because you mm-hmm. start to see that that video games are now becoming movies. Uh, more recently, the Sonic movie, which. Uh, by the way, I just watched a Sonic movie. It was okay. It was, eh. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a kids movie. It is most definitely yeah. a kids movie. The way it, um, man, why am I forgetting words when there's narration <laughs> in the background and it tries to explain something? Um, it starts with an E. Um, Exposition. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the way it does exposition, there's literally a scene where Sonic has to leave the world, right? Uh, cause he did that like whole, you know, electric boom thing and he's in his uh, little hut. Oh, I have to take the things. I have to take the things. Oh no. He literally says like, oh no, they're right outside. I need to go get this thing and this thing. And, like, oh no, I, I only have a little bit of time. And he says it out loud as the character, but he's saying it almost as exposition, and I was like,
4: right, it's, it's 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 to inform the audience. And it's like, why is the character saying this right now? Exactly. In this moment. It's
1: <laughs> definitely a kid's movie, but it's not the worst. It's definitely not the worst. Paddington, it, it does the same kind of beats as Paddington. But I think Paddington handled it way better.
2: Well, of course you do. Well,
1: of course I do, because Paddington is a classic. You know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now, going with what you said. Yeah uh with the narration and, and the exposition in order to drive something forward. Um I think works better in a video game.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Be- um for a very particular reason, but that gets into the differences between or the big difference between um movies and games. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, where I, but you know what I was also thinking about this you mentioned um mentioned the 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 characters and it made me think of uh the acting yeah and that's also something that you see that has started to ca- that's carried over now into games and mm. helped with the advent of motion capture yeah uh where you see actual these characters are now acting they are now being brought to life. I'm sure we remember uh old p s one and p s two games where mm they tried to do as much as they could with the facial expressions. And it's like, they, they, they did yeah. everything they could. And, they and it was great. And it was great at the time. At the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's only in hindsight that we see, Oh, Oh, I don't know about that. But before it was that it was the stuff right there, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, I think, uh, yeah, all that stuff has carried over. And I think, uh, if you, if you would like me to go down this route now,
3: <laughs> okay. that's
4: one thing. <laughs> that's one thing I was thinking is one of the other big similarities between, movies and games is how they is how they evolved yeah Mm -hmm. um you have like let's take movies you have uh you know uh, the silent films right um charlie chaplin uh all that stuff Mm -hmm. and uh you have all this there and then you have the advent of the talkies oh Mm -hmm. now we can incorporate sound Mm -hmm. into this uh now you're getting past the thing that's no longer you brought up books you're getting past the thing that you're visually doing it now Mm -hmm. instead of verbal or written presentation or uh pictographic presentation and the 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 medium of film itself is to to convey the story Mm -hmm. visually audio visually Mm -hmm. yeah uh a story and and by that i mean uh because it could be like, oh, there's all different types of storytelling. What I mean by story is like, just it's just it's simple Sip, uh, situations and events mm-hmm. that have an intentioned trajectory. Right. It's really all a story is. Because, and I break that down for this reason. When we, it will mean more when we get to video games. Because, mm-hmm. like, you have uh, you have all this stuff, the utilization of the, uh, uh, wow, I'm blanking. I know. Oh, yeah, You're yeah rubbing
0: you, off utilization. On I know. <laughs>
4: <Right>? <laughs> You know, utilization of audio mm-hmm. um, now into movies. And then as time went on, you started getting into more uh, visuals. Like, oh, what can we do with the visuals? Oh, maybe more resolution. Uh, maybe we can uh, do the uh, production design a little bit differently. Go and get back to what you were saying about Jedi Fall in Order. Yeah. In a, in a way, uh, the map is production design, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have all that there, and then you have the advent of CGI and what you can do with that and upping the visuals there. Um is very similar mm-hmm. to video games, right? When you had when you had eight bit, mm-hmm. you know, graphics yeah. and the sound cards that only had the doop-doop. yeah, you know, the right. whole thing going there. Yeah. And as they began to evolve, they incorporated the same things: motion mm-hmm. capture, CGI, sound design, mm-hmm. production design. Yeah, they 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 had a very similar uh, trajectory. Now, the thing is where did that begin? And I think when you look, cause the arcades were, the, were first, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, the arcades were first mm-hmm. and you have things like Galaga or double dragon, right? Street fighter. And you have these things there where it's like, they, the, the graphics weren't great, uh, great at the time because right. we couldn't see them. Uh, we couldn't see them any other way, mm-hmm. but then you started to develop it where it's like, Oh, maybe we can add more here. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe we can up the sound design, and then at a certain point, video games started seeing. And be, feel free to cut me off. I feel like I'm yeah. talking for a long time, but feel free to cut me off. It's uh, you at a certain point, you started to see more complex storytelling,
3: mm-hmm.
4: more or maybe complex is not the word. Well, more I think, involved I think, storytelling.
1: Yeah, where you're going with that is, um, I would even argue that we've seen a huge jump in terms of storytelling in just this generation of gaming
0: yeah going back to the 360
1: yeah, yeah there was a lot of stories um mm-hmm. one one of my favorite stories on the 360 was the mass effect trilogy mm-hmm. fantastic but now you're starting to see a lot more games in this generation
2: like specifically based around storytelling yeah and less yeah. skill because i feel like even mass effect has requires some level of skill doesn't it
1: well, uh, yeah, a little bit. Remember. Not as much as Jedi Fallen Order, you know, but Well,
2: no.
4: But it, even there is
2: Halo. Like Halo's a story, but Yeah. kept dying.
4: But <laughs> now going back to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or from what I hear even uh uh Sekiro. Yes. Um Shadows Die Twice I believe it's called. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been watching some uh let's plays of that and one the difficulty the difficulty setting yeah, uh, is crazy. But that's also kind of makes me want to play it because mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to experience how yeah. difficult this thing is. I will say um, it's
1: very satisfying. Um, I've been playing okay. it. And when you do, here's the thing. When you do die, you know, it's not you know, it's your fault. It's not the game's right. fault. You, every time you're just like, OK, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Like I went into trigger <laughs> happy, you know, like it's it's my fault. But mm-hmm. uh, but going back to uh, Marcus, the way games involve. Right. Uh, involve yeah. evolve um go. but i want to say this and i want to read uh nikki's answer on how she believes uh, games and movies are uh similar in that way but yeah. uh i'm now replaying halo 2 for the mm. 118th time <laughs> <laughs> i can't even count how many times i've played halo 2 probably but as
2: many times have i've seen gilmore girls b-
1: probably more i would i would actually That's say probably <laughs> uh, as many times as many times as me and you have seen friends Closer to that number, yes. Okay, <laughs> yeah, very much closer to that. You don't think n- I've
2: seen Gilmore Girls as many times as you guys have seen.
1: You were not in our room, man. <laughs> yeah, we
4: yeah. had that this thing playing true. constantly.
1: Yeah, we were, we would be doing homework, and I'll be just saying to Marcus, the, the whole day passed, and I was saying, Dude, has that same disc been on the entire day and just
4: playing on a loop on yeah. a loop? And we're
2: just and like, this is why our DVDs are broken.
4: Yeah, all of them yeah. are busted. <laughs> And um, then once we figure that out, then we switch out the disc and this and then we cycle go continues back. again. <laughs> exactly.
2: And now we need to new, need to buy new ones. Yeah, they don't play. They
1: always <laughs> skip. It's so funny. Um, but going back to that, I'm playing Halo 2, but the remastered version, right? And what's really cool about that, I was originally playing the classic version, but then I up to the remaster, mm-hmm. and it's really awesome because you get to see the way. Now it's not the perfect, but yeah. there there are some times where you're watching cutscenes. And you're starting to see how the story is really played out because mm-hmm. now they can put in all these facial animations. Now they can actually put up sets yeah. that are actually setting the tone, right? So sometimes you can say remasters aren't really needed that you have to play on the classic, but it's the way games evolve, right? Yeah. That I think it's almost necessary to put a story across because now you're seeing the the real emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Even the... the The reanimation of the Grave Mind, right? You get to see this like ferocious beast instead of uh, just a hamburger just eating like the
2: air. (laughs) The way the writer imagined you seeing it, Uh, yeah, you know, because when you write something, you imagine it in your head. But at the time, technology can only do so much. Exactly. So remasters, really, you're getting to see what they imagined mm-hmm. you seeing and not what they were able to get you to see.
4: Now, speaking of remasters, yeah. uh, that that reminded me, uh, speaking of remasters of Halo and all these things. And Liz, you had said now you get to see the storyteller's original intention with what they were trying mm-hmm. to get across. Yes. Uh, that is a two-edged sword. Yes. I'm looking at you. Star Wars yeah. uh, re reimaginings. Or, re, yeah. or made, uh, what did they call it? George, well, George Lucas's Tinkerings is what I'm getting yeah. to. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, certain things, yes, I get what he you did. Can and, it, and it worked it. well.
1: What did I watch? It was like a skit. And it's just like, how are there more monsters here? I don't know. George Lucas came through the pipes. He he came into the. I don't know where he came from. He, just, <laughs> he added more so monsters.
2: Really? Is it, I don't have a problem with the fact that he added more monsters. I have a problem with the fact that they don't blend with everything else. No. Like, it's he didn't so really. They didn't enhance anything. They just added really bad CGI. <laughs> oh
4: yeah, particularly in uh, particularly in uh, Star Wars uh, seventy seven or New Hope. Yes, you know where it's like, especially that one uh, that one shot where the stormtroopers are on the dunes, mm-hmm. and you yeah. have the one that's on the. Uh, oh man, I'm blanking on the creature's name, but the, oh, the dewback. Yes. He's on the dewback, mm-hmm. and you're looking at it, and you're like, this doesn't, this doesn't look this right doesn't at belong. all. Doesn't. <laughs> So let me uh,
1: read this one answer we have. So you can follow us on Twitter, at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. And I will ask you a question about the topic that we're going to be talking about, and I want to involve you in the conversation. Uh, so far, uh, Nikki is the only good friend that is on the podcast. So Nikki, you get bonus points for being a good friend. Everybody else? Um, <laughs> Thank you for being a
4: friend. <laughs> uh, bring it all back around to our pre-roll pre conversation. Right? <laughs>
1: So, Nikki has this to say about uh, how video games and movie fans uh, can be alike. Uh, Video game and movie fans can be extremely loyal to their favorite things. I highly agree with that. Mm. Which is sometimes really amazing and sweet. But, on the other side, it can be really scary. Funnily enough, I love action games, but I'm meh about action movies.
2: That is different.
1: That is a little different, but I I can agree with her there, mm-hmm. and I and I like how she says it's on the other side. It's it's nice that people can be really into their fan bases, but it can be yeah. really scary in the terms of entering into that fan base. And yeah. both sides, I think, that movie fans and gamers alike are kind of similar yeah. in that way, where they can be loyal to a degree of faults at the same mm-hmm. time
4: first thing that uh, came to my mind when uh, she mentioned that, uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars.
1: Yeah, I was going to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, trying to enter any kind of, like, Star Wars...
2: Trying to enter. you got to star- know your stuff if you're going to even yeah. talk to anyone about Star Wars. Yeah, you,
4: you get I, your gatekeepers,
1: yeah. 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 I dare anybody to enter any kind of... Uh, well, I was going to say convention, but not, not in this time of year. But but uh, Not kind right of,
2: now, maybe later. Any kind of Star
1: Wars <laughs> forum, let's say, online forum, go. when you've only seen, I dare you, when you've only seen Solo,
4: a Star Wars movie.
2: Oh, why would you, you even do that?
4: I dare you. <laughs> like, now, here's the, now, here's the thing. And what's funny is I do feel that, though. Like <laughs> when, uh, when somebody comes in and they've only seen Solo and I feel that, oh that like that yeah. death in me where it's like that's all you oh girl, that's all you've seen yeah Why? you know no i'm not going to kill them for it obviously you know it's just like okay you've seen what you see but uh but there are some who will mm. yeah um and particularly you mentioned the right thing forums yeah mm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh i can't oh, tell you how many times i've gone to youtube and I've scrolled through comments of different reactions that i'd be that i'm watching oh and no it gets on like a thread of like 20 or so replies and I get to like five and I'm like, all right, I'm done. Cause it's yeah. just, it's just a bat it's just a back and forth that goes nowhere. Yeah. Now I think, and I think what it is, is, uh, it's just a matter of balance mm-hmm. because, uh, no pun intended speaking of Star Wars. It's just, of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of balance where, yeah. uh, let's take the last Jedi. And mm-hmm. we talked about that in our last podcast that we were doing where I'm like, yeah, I, I get where people are coming from mm-hmm. with the criticism of the of The Last Jedi, because they're right. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly when it comes to the character of Luke Skywalker, the bastardization of the character of Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. um, so such and such and so forth. But then that's usually taken to the extreme of nothing is good about that. And we're yeah. like, no, not necessarily the case. The visuals of Last Jedi are fantastic mm-hmm. uh, and are very well done. Um and maybe, maybe except maybe barring empire, probably the best looking star Wars film that we've had to date. I'll agree. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So you have that there. It's like, it's just a matter of balance, but you get, but you get both sides of that. Yeah. You get the, yeah. you get the very vitriolic fandom. Yeah. That, Oh my gosh, I hate this. blah blah blah. But then you also get the very, uh, for lack of a better word. No, <laughs> I'm going to say this word. Go for it. You also get, you also get the sycophantic side. Yeah. Where nothing is wrong everything is sunshine mm-hmm. rainbows and happy and oh my gosh yeah. just enjoy it yeah and it's like uh, no there's room for criticism yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so it, it's just balance and yeah. to go on that point um
1: i i think even just gamers are like just to be called gamer just to yeah. people to enjoy i mean marcus when i asked you to come on a show i could mm-hmm. sense there was like some kind of like a little bit of nerves i'm like man, I'm going on a gaming podcast. I don't really game because like you're right. (laughs) Because you know that there's like this circle, right? Uh, I just got a comment on our last um, on our last podcast saying that like, oh man, I'm not going to say his name because
2: I was like, uh, yeah,
1: are you dead serious about this? But he just said that, oh, look at all these social media links and not a single one is your Xbox gamer tag. Call yourself a gaming podcast. I was like,
2: why like, Who cares? Uh, excuse me yeah, okay. sir i don't talk to strangers
1: <laughs> that's the thing i don't really play online games with strangers but anyways um but even just to be called that gamer you know yeah. have you played x amount of games like
2: i still struggle saying i'm a female gamer yeah because even mm-hmm. though yes i am female and i play video games and i'm into video games mm-hmm. i feel like that's such like a very serious thing to call yourself because, yeah, because like it requires a certain level of responsibility, and I'm just like, I'm not you're ready right. for that.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It's like it's like taking upon yourself a a status that that to others inherently means knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and like and as you said, uh, and I think I think we went through the same discourse uh when you asked me uh, uh a few months ago about Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I didn't know it was about Star Wars that time. He's like, you want to come on the podcast? I'm like. I, I don't know what I can, can, can contribute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, you didn't
2: tell him what we were talking because, about.
4: No, I do. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm just like, Hey man, like, do you just want to come on the show? And that, that's the thing. I, I like to get different perspectives mm-hmm. and I know this is a gaming podcast, but also, um, it's, it's our gaming podcast and we're we are
2: nerds and we want to talk about star Wars. <laughs> yeah. But,
1: um, but no, like, true, not, true statement. <laughs> and I think where people kind of take the, the name of gamer, right. They take yeah. it too far. There is definitely a difference between a movie fan and a cinephile, right? Mm-hmm. But in the yeah. but in the gaming culture, they think of it as one and the same.
2: We don't have another word.
1: Yeah, it's that's just, a good point. Yeah, yeah, where you say I'm a gamer, and you're really meaning I'm am a video game fan. I, I enjoy
2: like, video games,
1: but then you say gamer, and you're thinking I'm a gamer version of a cinephile. Yeah, and it's just mm-hmm. like you. There needs to be that middle ground where I enjoy video games, and they completely cut you off because you're either a gaming i don't know how you call it a cinephile or a gamophile i don't know but i i feel <laughs> like that can be taken out you, just the, yeah, you, just co- you
4: just coined yeah you just you just coined a new word if, if, yeah. if it's not there been said know. before a gamophile <laughs> yeah a
1: gamophile right like if you're not like an, an expert on all history of games and you yeah. cannot call yourself a gamer yeah and mm-hmm. i think that's where there's this similarity because in terms of movie fans oh i enjoy movies uh, Marcus, you're kind of in that world, kind of, you are in that world, but, um, <laughs> not only that, but you make films as well. And, um, yes. there's that group where it's just saying, Oh, did you see this movie? Did you see that movie? Mm-hmm. No well, You can't call yourself a movie fan. Yeah. And it's, just like it's very, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, There's that like
4: gatekeeping. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's something where, it, for instance, uh, going, uh, going along those lines where if I'm watching a movie with, uh, my mother or my grandmother, mm-hmm they are not watching a movie, the Same way that I am. Yeah. Uh, Me as a as a as a director and a writer, Mm -hmm. I am looking at it a certain way. Yeah. um, Because I am one that is about the art form itself. Mm -hmm. So how I feel about it? Do I like it? Do I dislike it? How does it make me feel all this other stuff? That's beside the point? What is the story that is being conveyed? Mm -hmm. Yeah. However, Most people Mm -hmm. are simply going, even if they do consider themselves cinephiles, Mm -hmm. uh, are going because uh, it hits them. It tickles their fancy. It's what they like or don't like or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be, Um, which is how you get some cinephiles that become very snobbish. Yes. Yes. Because now it's about taste and all this other stuff. And it's like, yeah, but taste is subjective there is an objective art form to it mm-hmm. if you get your own self out of the way yeah um and that takes time that takes that takes skill that takes discipline mm-hmm. and uh it's something i have to go through every day i can't tell you how many times i'll be observing a movie and i there, there's a conclusion that comes where i'm like is that limited or that weak is that a weak story point or is that a strong story point and i'm like why is it strong is it strong mm-hmm. because i like it or because, or is it weak because I dislike it? Then that yeah. means nothing because that's me. What is the story? You know, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So it's just so. Yes, I'm coming at it at a different angle mm-hmm. uh, to not have myself in the way to just see the objective art form. Mm-hmm. But yes. if I'm talking with my, if I'm talking with my mom and my grandmother, and they're like, "Oh, I liked it," you know, I did this that, and the other, and I'll and she they'll ask, well, "What did you? Uh, well, what was this movie about?" With you, and I'm like, "Okay," and I'll just list. Not my likes and my dislikes. I'm listing yeah. the, the, uh, the, as objective as possible. Yeah. And yeah. even still, sometimes that needs work because I'll have to go over my own. It's really a lot of self examining when that, when you do that too. Um, and I'll, and I'll list it off
3: mm-hmm.
4: and they'll say, yeah, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see, I didn't see any of that because, yeah,
3: it's just, two it's the same ways way, it.
1: it's the same way me and Liz look at movies because if you ever watch, um, you know, the movie minutes segment of our podcast, you know, she watches movies a different way. I watch it a different way, but in the end I may give it. Okay. So, uh, you know, a little spoiler alert for you here because you weren't here for it. Uh, we just watched uncut gems and, uh, okay.
4: I wanted to see that too. Yeah.
1: Okay. So unpopular opinion, we both gave it a five. Yeah. It's Hmm. supposed to be like a nine, but we have our reasons, right? Yeah. But that's the thing. I, I always end our movie minutes and say, listen, this is how I rate it. You get to know me as how I see movies. Yeah. If you don't agree with mine, you'll see it a different way. So just mm-hmm. take the, like, it's almost just like, here's what you should expect from the movie yeah. before you enter in and then make your own expectations. Don't make yeah. it too high. Don't make it too low. It's just what I think. Yeah. And that's it. Right. Um. But a lot of people have been giving it like eights, nines yeah. and- I'm not going to get into that. Cause we just talked about it on yeah. the podcast. Um,
4: but yeah, no, but you see that, Oh, that was just going to say going into that. It's like, that's where, um, you have people that once again, because they are looking at it with the, the thing of, Oh, well, what do I think? Do I like this? Do I not like it? Does it compel me? Whatever the case may be. And it's like, of course they're, they're going to follow with people who are also doing that, mm-hmm. that falls in line with their
3: mm-hmm. likes
4: and dislikes. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's just and it's just different. As I said, it's like I always equate it to uh, a mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to a, like a mountain range, right? Like the Grand Canyon, and you'll say, uh, "What is? Tell me about this range. Tell me about the Grand Canyon." Yeah. And somebody will say, "Oh man, it's just it's just so vast, and it makes me feel so awestruck, and this, that, and the other." Whereas you have another person that's saying. Well, you see the minerals here, this and the other. And they're looking at it more, not in the sense of like, how does it make me feel? Mm -hmm. But they're just looking at what is the Grand Canyon? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's how I usually try to describe uh, observing a movie Mm -hmm. and and enjoying the movie. Uh, And not everybody's going to observe. I observe because I'm a writer and director. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But most people are just moviegoers. Yeah. But even in that, you have like as you said, you had movie fans, mm-hmm. and then you have cinephiles, right? Mm-hmm. And cinephiles will usually go for um, things like Parasite, yeah, uh, or, or South Korea, you know, other South Korean films, or J horror, or whatever the case would be. Mm-hmm. They're looking for just they're they're looking to just consume, yeah, film period.
1: And I think that goes mm-hmm. in the lines of also. You know, people who are gamers. You know, there's gaming fans who go for the, you know, the Call of Duties, right? Any kind of like my hand to that one. Yeah, Call of Duties. <laughs> you know, like <clears throat> any kind of like a new Pokemon game. You know, yeah. your basics, whatever. Um, <laughs> like, but like you know, the, the the most popular games, and they go to that, and yeah. that's what they enjoy. I know a lot of people who just play NBA. That's yeah. their game of the year, and that's it.
4: Love that as well, my, for myself. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And that's the thing It's just, I, I mean, I buy it every year. I say I'm not going to buy NBA and, you buy it. and I buy it <laughs> like it's just in my cart. And I'm just like, what happened? But then there's also, you know, the game, the game files, right. Um, that, that go into it and they, and they want a more deep structured indie title that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are not into those indie titles, if you're not into the, like, the really good stories mm-hmm. or even just God of War, right yeah it's a mainstream game but most casual players right aren't gonna go to god of war it's only for the real gamers right
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's just it's this imbalance of just mm-hmm. saying it's this gatekeeping, right some people will just do call of duty and that's fine yeah do it yeah like marcus you were saying that your terms of gaming is through emulation and you're playing the old pokemon games and mm-hmm. guess what who's a gamer you know, all three of us right here. There you go. And, that, right, yeah. and, and that's the thing. As long as you're playing video games, yeah. you can call yourself a gamer. And I and I think that, that, that's where the line goes. And it's kinda of like with movies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you enjoy movies?
2: By the way, who doesn't like movies? Like people who don't own a television. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: Right. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a YouTube channel that I'm watching right now where his friend hasn't seen the X-Men series. He hasn't seen any of the MCU. He never saw the Dark Knight Trilogy. No. He never saw Lord of the Rings. He never saw Star Wars. Like, So there are oh, people goodness. out there. Yeah, there are people out there that that's
1: just... That's the thing. I can understand Lord of the Rings. I can understand Star Wars. If you haven't seen a single MCU, you're taking active steps. Yeah, you are doing on purpose. Like, how do you go about but life?
2: See, he was kind of on the same track as, I think, my mom until he said Lord of the Rings. My mom has seen Lord of the Rings. But mm-hmm. I don't think my mom has... Actively sat down and watched any MCU Batman.
0: I don't Star understand. Star
2: Wars. She saw the '70s Star Wars because that's her Star Wars. This new one, that's not Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> no,
4: not my Star Wars.
1: <laughs> <You> know, but, <laughs>
2: pretty much. Um, to be so, fair, yeah. she's
4: not totally wrong, but <laughs> I was gonna say. Yeah.
2: But um, but yeah, so I was funny. I just thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. I, know.
4: I mean, because yeah, I mean, so it's it's a thing where sometimes people not even actively trying to stay away, yeah. they just. They just not don't.
2: attracted to it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. They just don't catch it. And and you're right. It is crazy to me because I'm just like, once again, writer and director, of course, it's crazy to me where I'm yeah. like, right. you got to see the film, you, you got to see yeah. this, you know, but, uh, but I mean, single let's one. take this, Yeah. That's- let's take this, the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if you go to a, if you go to a gaming, uh, gaming awards ceremony, mm-hmm. which I know they
1: the do video game of- awards. Yeah.
4: Yeah, the game is like they if you go to that ceremony, uh, that ceremony now, you, of course, they will have the popular games. And I think maybe that's where some of the differences, the mm-hmm. accolades. Yes. Um, because very few um, popular films mm-hmm. get into the uh, get into the the uh, the categories for the Academy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they do, it's usually very it's very it's usually very locked off. It's makeup, design, um, uh, special effects whatever the case may be, it's usually mm. very locked off. Right. Um, but with games, usually it is more of the popular games than the indie titles, or at least as, as far as I've seen. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, that that's definitely where the difference lies is like sometimes popularity of games, unless mm-hmm. you have a gamophile, yeah. popularity of games gets more recognition mm. than popular movies do for the accolades.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I can
4: agree with that. Yeah. Well, we're running low
1: on time, and as camera one is, I was about to say, (laughs) camera one is running out of battery, but that's fine. Um, But yeah, no, I think we had a really good conversation here, and like let's like go into like some closing thoughts here, right? Um, Because, man, I don't know where this conversation went, but I I know I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed (laughs) the ride. But yeah, talking about this Venn diagram of gamers, movie fans, right? How we all are similar and how we can all just understand each other, right? Um, but closing thoughts on on the whole visualization of a Venn diagram of gamers and movie files, movie files. Wow, good job, Adam. Uh, Cine files. <laughs> um, you know, how can we all connect and how can we all understand each other and how is all these mediums one and the same almost? Uh, Marcus, would you like to say your closing thoughts?
4: Sure. Uh, uh, before we get into the similarities, I do want to say one thing about the one big difference between gamers and uh and and uh, movie fans and it. you admit you asked this question um in the notes that you sent me where it's like uh are all oh uh, yes i think that most people i think you said that most people can consider themselves movie fans but not all movie fans are gamers yeah mm-hmm. i wrote
1: it would we say that most game uh would we say that most gamers are movie fans but not all movie fans
4: are gamers mm-hmm. and i think the reason for that is the biggest difference and that's why i was thinking like uh that the similarities between games and uh, and uh, and movies, the similarities will highlight the differences. Yeah. I think the difference is interactivity. Mm. Mm-hmm. With a movie, you go and it is being presented to you. Yes, but if there's not a story for a game, mm-hmm. the game doesn't cease to be a game. Yes,
0: mm-hmm.
4: but as but a film ceases to be what it is if you don't have a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because let's take uh, let's take Mario. Yeah. Uh, very very simple, uninvolved story. Mm-hmm. Plumber saves princess from evil turtle. <laughs> okay. You know. Yeah. That is a, that is a story. But here's the thing. Yeah. There is no characterization of Mario. Mm-hmm. Who is Mario? Right. Who is Bowser? You know why? Uh, why does Bowser like uh, uh, doing what he's doing? I have in my notes here is like is Bowser trying to take over? The kingdom, which Peach's capture would convey. You're talking the very first
1: Mario game, right? Very first. You're talking about the the very first. first. Yeah. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah. It's like uh, some aspects of manipulative traits of his own or to strong arm the kingdom into subservience, maybe ambitiousness, desiring a kingship. Does he have a trait making himself unassured and he wants to validate himself? You don't get into that Mm -hmm. for the game because it's just like he's evil. Yeah. Get Mm -hmm. the princess. Right. So if you take the story out, You still have interactivity you still have the gameplay yeah but if you take the story out of a film you really have nothing mm-hmm. that's true so i think so i yeah. think that's the biggest so i think that's the biggest thing and why certain movie lovers uh don't go for the games because it's like it's a different type of thing. You you are you have to involve yourself a whole heck of a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's changing a bit as time goes on. You guys mentioned earlier how games are becoming more storytelling driven. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, but when you think about it, it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. You uh, you want to see the story for Jedi Fall in Order? Yes, but then if you take a game like Galaga, Galaga mm-hmm. has no story. The Legend of Zelda games in the beginning didn't right. really have a story. It had a very simple trajectory. But the but the meat and potatoes was the, the gameplay, game. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think if anything, that's the that's the uh, the biggest difference uh, mm-hmm. between the two sides, and the, but the similarities, other than the interactivity, wholly completely uh, outweigh any of the difference. It's just how, especially now. how you, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just how you engage in it now. Yeah. But all of them are like they're almost so melded together. It's almost hard to define them and uh, why they could be different
1: yeah mm-hmm. no i agree yeah liz uh, what are you thinking
2: um well i've learned in this that i'm sit on the casual side of both <laughs> yeah and that's okay <laughs> but um yeah. i i i don't want to like repeat what we said but it's pretty much the similarities to me it's that it's just that person's way of consuming a mm-hmm. story or an art and they both can be stories and right the way the communities are built are pretty much the same Mm -hmm. but the difference is the biggest difference in my opinion is that one is interactive and one you're watching it right you know and i think marx is right is that the reason that you don't see moviegoers going in the games because it's more active Mm -hmm. some of them require skill to get the story so it's a lot harder to get into if you're like me and not good at living in video games
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um marcus when you were saying that about the presentation immediately i thought about well, i thought about food because i'm a i'm a fat piece of crap oh but, my goodness. <laughs>
4: like, please, please well when we
1: were roommates it was much worse but uh, <laughs> even 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 then was <laughs> <yeah, laughs> like um uh, but that's the thing i immediately thought of food because working in the restaurant business right
4: mm-hmm.
1: when you said presentation you know what's presented to you yeah in movies, right, where it's presented to you, right, it's almost like going to a restaurant and they serve you,
0: mm-hmm. right.
1: Now, let's say you know sponsored by HelloFresh. It's not sponsored by HelloFresh. We're not that <laughs> good yet. But now, like, let's say the same meal is being served to you, same exact meal. Yeah. Except you get the recipe card, right? You have instructions of how to make it, but you get all the ingredients. You have to make yeah the, the same same meal, but what's pres- same. It hopefully it will taste the same. Hopefully, <laughs> But that's the other thing. If you make it yourself, maybe it won't taste the same. Yeah. Right. Maybe you make your own story. Right. Yeah. Especially like Zelda games, especially Breath of the Wild, you get to make your own story or RPG games like Skyrim or Oblivion. Mm-hmm. Right. You get to make your own story. Right. And it's the way it's presented to you. Whereas this is a fine, delicious meal that was um, that was purposefully made. Right. Mm-hmm. But let's say video games. Right. Same meal, same ingredients. But you can make it your own way. Add some yeah. chili powder in it. I don't know. Or not. Or, <laughs> add some hot sauce. But it, it, I think it's kind of in that sort of difference yeah. where it can be the same kind of story, but it's a different way it's presented to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Very good analogy. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, very, very much so. Oh, thank you. I'm very profound, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so humble. Oh, so, so humble. Um,
4: I'm the most humble person in the world. What are you talking about? Right? It's like
1: it's like Moses in Exodus, like writing down Exodus. Like, and Moses was the most humble man ever. <laughs> like, right. And he's just reading. And it's like, wait, weren't you writing this? But <laughs> it's, it's like, really, hey, really, Lord? Do you want me to put this down? I you want me to put You're this down? Right. Okay.
3: <laughs>
1: it's God ordained,
3: but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: i need to next next church interview i go to is like listen it's god ordained i am the most humble person there ever was <laughs> um but yeah so i think this was a really excellent conversation um mm. as that
2: camera's still holding on it's
1: still going on go f- go for it camera one yeah you you get it girl i
2: was wanting you for <laughs> to die like as you're saying that
1: but, Marcus, thanks again for coming on the show. we we going for having me. We're going to roll out the red carpet for you. This camera, this camera, this camera.
2: Okay, no. Yeah. This, we, we have a whole two cameras. Yeah,
1: this camera. That's and it. he
2: can't see either of them.
1: Yeah.
4: Um, no, but I, I will profile for him. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. How you doing? Yeah. But
1: uh, where can we find you? Uh, how can we find you on YouTube? Any kind of social medias? Any kind of new projects that we want to get aware of? What, what can uh, we end on?
4: uh no new i mean other than the reactions everything that comes out normally Mm -hmm. no new projects uh you can find me at uh, on instagram i'm i have a twitter as well i'm more active on instagram though uh on instagram i am the marcus graves and for twitter oh man i always have to figure out what am i oh yeah uh at i am marcus graves Mm -hmm. uh youtube is where you'll see me the most and that is uh just my name. I think it's what youtube.com slash user slash Marcus Graves. Just yeah. type in M A R K U S G R A V as in Victor. E S as in Sam. And I'll have it in the description and hopefully down I'll be below. there.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> What's up? And I'll have it in the description <laughs> down below. I'll link all of uh, his socials, um, YouTube channel. If you want to find out where he, cause, uh, you do a lot of, uh, anime reactions, but you also have the nice, uh, video essays and, um, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully soon you have like the nice little less plays, but yeah, but hopefully yeah, yeah, man. And you upload like, twice a day is that right uh no i whew, i wish yeah uh, i remember least, there was one uh, day where you were like two uploads a day
4: oh yeah i was i was definitely i was definitely putting some out there before i've kind of slowed down a bit then but uh i think now i'm at two to a week right now nautical yeah. reactions and definite reactions yeah. soon i'll have uh, especially once i get my setups and everything up and running again because right now i can't edit but once i get all that up and running again uh, it will be those two and Black Mirror, so mm. I'll at least have three videos a week. Nice, so good yeah. stuff.
1: But yeah, definitely uh, go to his channel. Definitely hit that subscribe button and notification bell so that you are aware of all of the reactions you yeah. need to know about those. And appreciate, uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. And uh, again, thanks for coming on the show. Like yeah. we, we really like thank this conversation. Patrick. It was really good. Oh yeah.
4: Definitely what? was very. Uh, oh my gosh, I, I enjoy uh, talking with you guys and just and just really chopping it up and getting, yeah, really really good in depth conversation with the thing I was like yeah. Right I, I'm always uh, whether it be Star Wars or gaming and the Venn diagram between that movies. I have I'm having a blast, man. So thank you for having Boom. me on, guys. I really appreciate that.
1: Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> All right, we'll end it here with uh, just remember to follow us on the social medias. We're on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. We're on Instagram, Games Groceries, all one word. We're on Facebook, you know, that that toxic wasteland of Facebook, you know, where your <laughs> uncle resides. And he says his uh, certain opinions about the p- pandemic. But, you know, we'll leave it as, uh, as your uncle's little post there. Uh, but <laughs> it is what it is. But definitely subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell so you know when all these podcasts come out as well as our new videos coming out. So with all that said and done, we'll see you in the next one and have a good week.
0: Bye.